Jean. You ought to tell Brian that would be a good intro to for this. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. <clears throat> he would think that's great. Okay. Considering I am. Brian, how's it? How's it sound? Hello, Doctor Caldwell. How are hello, you? Hello. Oh my. Hello. <laughs> are you ready? Um. <laughs> yes, Liz. I'm ready. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. Hello, Dr. Caldwell. Uh, Liz, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm fantastic. I'm good. good. Fantastical. That's great. So, uh, I have been stewing around an idea for today's episode. Cool. Oh, what time? The expectations in education in today's society. Oh. It's kind of a mouthful. Yeah. I was really like blah, 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 blah. Hot button. Yep. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. We talk about this stuff all the time. All the time. Um, You, well, your young men are grown, but they were obviously in the educational system. And I have three, three, I was going to say kiddos, but I have a young man Mm -hmm. and a sophomore and a fourth grader. Mm -hmm. And so to public, talk public, public, public school, school. Mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I was going to go. Yeah. Um, revealing some areas of education, um, talking about our own education, right? And that right, you um, and I have some. We have some interesting parallels. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. I think it is. Uh, it. Um, I think in today's society there is, um, and we we've talked about the all the we were just talking about this today. Uh, individuals, we have letters behind the name, and yeah. that you know, it's I'm still just a regular person. Like I just have an an I'm, area I'm of just education. A girl standing in front of oh, a boy. <laughs> shut up. No, you shut anyway, up. Anyway, I I follow what you're saying. And what uh, I'm continue, saying. continue with your thought. Go ahead. Yes, thank you for the interruption. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's nice. I'm so thank sorry. you. So continue. Sorry. So thank sorry. you very much. Shut up. So what I was going to say is that uh, I had a bit of an education upheaval growing up. I didn't get proper education. Yeah. I said that last time. You're one of them there homeschool uh, heathens. I, hey, I was only homeschooled because I wasn't a heathen. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, that's Another topic enough. for another time. We will talk about uh, religion, but not today. Ooh. I know. Not another time. Man, Liz, how I, long do you want this podcast to last? I am swinging for the fences. Um... Dang, you know, at this point in the game, I'm I always know. rolling the dice every day. Yeah. But, um, yes, I uh, was in public school up until fourth grade, and um, I was raised um, within the Pentecostal faith. Mm-hmm. And it was a very um, structured uh, religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom didn't feel that we were getting um, the best education in public schools, and she didn't like the, some of the way they, I, I remember, I think I've shared this, um, I was in an Alice in Wonderland play in like third grade, and I remember I was one of the queen cards, and I got to wear lipstick, and in, in my in my upbringing, oh. you did not wear any makeup. Um, Jezebel. Yes, well, full on heathen today, but um, yes, I was able to wear lipstick, but my mom was very unhappy about that, mm. and she felt like that that was really going to kind of sway me into mm-hmm. and so I think within that and just some of the you know 
sign the sheet if you want your child to go into human growth and development. And she, I was the only kid that sat out in the hall, like everybody's in there watching a video and I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. Mm. <laughs> but, um, so from that, from fourth grade on, um, I went into homeschool mm-hmm. and she was my educator mm. and it was my brother and I, who was a year older than me. And it was a little bit of a hit and miss because, um, Again, back in the late 80s, early 90s, homeschooling was not very popular. Yeah. And it was very, very expensive. Uh, I, we were very, very poor. <laughs> so yeah. how that was going to yeah, work. People don't quite understand it. it, it yeah. It's the uh, beginning of homeschooling was really rocky. And mm-hmm. Nobody could, they just made people jump through the hoops um, because they were kind of formulating that as they were making up the rules, right? Absolutely. And they just, man, they almost tortured people to make them get through. Well, and school. just how do you, um, the credits that you would receive in public school, how do you ensure that that's being taught in homeschool? Yeah. And none of that was created. The curriculum of homeschooling wasn't created. Right. It was just kind of a right. free-for-all. So um, I went into sometimes a variety of different Christian schools at times when they when they were available, but those were very, very costly. So mm-hmm. those were very hit and miss as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I never got a, a full-on like public school experience. It's been really interesting watching all of my children go through it. My son, who's just about to be 19, um, and my daughter, who's just about to be 16. Uh, which, which, by their... the way, his was a horrible experience. Yes, yes. And it's... It ended his public school yeah, he asked exposure, early, right? He, right. He asked for early graduation because yeah. of the the poor environment. Yeah. Which there was a mama bear in full form there, but um, traumatic, truthfully. No, it was very traumatic, and it's interesting um, seeing how the education system works because I remember when I was 13, I went over to a friend's house and she wanted to show me her high school, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world because I had not been in high school. And we went over there, and she showed me her locker and these halls. It was, like, all foreign to me. I was just like, this is really cool. Um, But it was never what I have heard from my children. It seemed a little bit, I don't know, more organized or cleaner back then. And I'm trying to think, when was that? Uh, 1920s? 1920s? Easy there, Grandpa. No, it was the early 90s. 90s. All the 90s. And I had great hair. But anyhow, it was very interesting to, and actually quite painful as a a mother, Mm -hmm. to watch my children have to suffer in different ways in the education system that they've Mm -hmm. been, had to endure. And I didn't have a is this how it is? Like, I've asked my husband, like, is this how your experience was? He was like, absolutely not. Um, I'm like, because I don't know. It's just terrible is really what it was. Um, There's been some good things, so I'm not trying to sound very daunting. But, um, oh, and I always said that before, so be aware. It's all good. I did finish my education. Oh. I didn't get it from the education vending machine. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, you went on to, you went on, despite... Right? Oh, it was very challenging. Statistically, these are the people, oh, this is a girl who fell through the cracks. But you didn't. Oh, no. You I mean, rose above all that. I, it was just, I, I come with a fighter mentality. And yeah, so right. I am that person that says, you probably won't be able to do this. And I'm just like, oh, now you've done it. Yeah, right. Now you've done it. Now right, watch exactly, me do it. Yeah. So, um, and I just kept leveling up and leveling up. And that's probably why I'm. The, the tragic I am. thing about the story you're telling about. Uh, 
the homeschooling one is not a, not tragic. I, I know lots of people who... Oh, sure. Absolutely I, I, not. I went through college, I went through multiple colleges with people who were homeschooled to originally get there. Their, their, their education was far and above, mm-hmm. I think. Absolutely. Far most, and above. most definitely. Everybody would claim, well, you don't have the social skills. You don't have the... And I don't think that's true. Just, Never impaired it's better for that. I, I know lots of goobers that are in public school, so... Um, the, I think the tragedy that people would see and identify before was, well, the social aspect, you know, you're going to have people picking on each other and you're going to, yeah, that's life. Mm-hmm. That's life. Now the new threat is, what are we getting from our teachers and administration, right? There's actually a threat from above, too, not just below, from above. And what are these kids being taught in, in class, right? And your mom... Um, saw those things mm-hmm. and she acted on it and it took it takes a strong person to say hey look I'm pulling you out of this now differences um, aside boys are different than girls and they are I'm the they are oh, I'm sorry I just like well, are we gonna get into gender type no now? I'm no? just saying no. okay well here we go here we go uh, boys are different than girls I'm the last of seven I'm the youngest um uh, I was always small. I was, I've been, I was, I, I, thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Um, thank you, Timmy. I only weighed maybe 105 pounds as a senior. I was mm. tiny. I was tiny. You were tiny, too. Well, the problem with that was when I was a freshman and sophomore, I got hazed a lot. Mm. And it was physical hazing. Ugh. Now, this is where people really get hurt. Well, that all changed. Kind of. Kind of, kind of a bad work. way, but that's kind of the story of the bully thing, right? Mm-hmm. You, you got to stand up to him. Well, I'm gonna get past that story, and I'll just go on to the fact that I got all the way through school, and um, I couldn't read. Yeah, I, I know you shared this. Within sense. weeks of me graduating, a counselor, Tom Huffman, pulled me and had some reading things done. Then he just realized, man, you can't read. And yet, I was, I from my um, junior year, junior and senior year, I, I got an associate's degree in um, building construction and in machining. So I'd go to college in the morning and I finish my school stuff in the uh, afternoon at my high school. So it's not a case that I'm dumb; it's a case that I coped, right? And I thought the whole world was like that, but when you when it, push comes to shove and they put a paper in front of you and you read it and you're like, mm-hmm. it's not that I can't read words, but I, I have no retention. I have no mm-hmm. idea what, I don't know how to read. It, nobody taught me that. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the whole world was like that. Sure, absolutely. And most right? people with those kind of educational yeah. um, errors have that same thought. Oh, everyone sees the world the way I see it. It's yeah. Kind of putting on glasses, we've talked about. Putting that. on glasses. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, when the first time you get your first pair of glasses. So I've worn glasses my whole life. I keep them here. Mostly I don't wear them on camera because I'm afraid you can't see my eyes and all that stuff, so I'll just take them off. But, and I have handsome eyes anyway. But the uh, idea behind that is um, when you get into the real world and you can't do these things, you got a problem. Well, now we're identified uh, ADD, ADHD. We have kids taking a plethora of drugs, just a shopping cart full of drugs, to do what? Stimulate? Um, dope them, you know, dope them up. I have no idea. It's. I have an idea. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. <coughs> Excuse me. But the idea behind that is 
I thought I had it bad. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I think nowadays I think kids just, I think it's really bad. Well, when I I think I shared this story with you before. When my daughter, my daughter who was a sophomore, came home from sixth grade and told me that, a, one of her peers in the class um, told her teacher to f off and got up and walked out of the classroom. I was just like appalled. Like first off, yeah, it was not even. It wasn't even. You would not have any teeth in your mouth. <laughs> If that was just, it was just un... When you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there was, there was weight to, if this continues, I'm going to have to call your parent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, uh, you know, do I have to send even a note home? It's like, well, I'm going to shred that on the way home. Oh yeah. I'm not going home. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going home. Yeah. But there's none of that. There's just, um, I believe a, a intensive area of coddling in beyond um i don't even want to call it understanding it's just coddling and accepting really inappropriate behavior out of well you're having a tough time well newsflash who isn't yeah and now i understand with children that is different don't get me wrong there's absolutely a a variety of different situations yeah um but i also have the opportunity to work with a lot of educators and the expectations that come down on them is it's so unreasonable. It, it, they're very hopeless because it's like... Teachers, I, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, and I, it is appalling, you know, like mm-hmm. there's like a no win. And then yeah. you have both sides of that coin, by the way. We've had this discussion so many times like, about education. Mm-hmm. Um, the simple fact is, is, you know, my whole life I believe that farmers and teachers are probably, are by far the... They're just unsung heroes, right? Absolutely. They, they, they give everything they, most teachers give everything they have. They spend their own money to provide materials and stuff like that for kids, especially the little guys. But um, they face now the criteria of these administrators that are on this um, social bandwagon that just cripple them, take, strip them of their actual ability to teach. Absolutely. And... That's so disheartening. And, That's it, now, and then you have the other people who are so caught up into this bureaucratic process that um, it's now like a babysitting service, right? You drop your you drop your kid off. I just make sure he doesn't get hurt. I don't mm-hmm. care how he talks to me. I don't care if he breaks. I don't care what he does. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the night, I punch out and go home. That's not teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the tragic mm-hmm. thing is there is that we you can identify bad teachers now. Absolutely, there's absolutely good and bad and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, you can't get them out of the system. Mm-hmm. Unions, which are rough, right? When I say rough, unions are a hard thing to break, and they had their place. But I have my own opinions of unions, and the teachers' unions are very powerful, and we see these. It's just this decline in education, and just this just an, a never-ending story of upheaval in schools it's, it breaks your heart and that, and then we went through covid mm-hmm. 2022 or yeah 20 through 20, years 20 through 22 my heart goes out to those kids they're like lost years in time mm-hmm. and now we have kids who can't cope right they really don't it's not just the pressures of school they can't cope with anything well any yeah any type of negativity um is a struggle 
And, you know, I was a parent that went through, um, uh, my youngest uh, was a first grader. Mm -hmm. And it was so, I, I, I've shared that with you, it's so ridiculous. Um, I felt incredibly bad for her teacher. She had all these little kids on Zoom and trying to go over a lesson plan. And um, I was of the benefit that I had uh, managed my schedule that myself or, <coughs> excuse me, myself or my uh, husband would be able to sit next to her and try and keep her on task. Yeah. Because you know what we realized? That it's really, really hard for six-year-olds to stay on task on, an, on a device. Impossible. And all the attention. And, um, and it was just a, a, a mad show for 20 minutes of yeah. this lesson. Yeah. And I just felt like so terrible for her. Yeah. Um, and understandably, there were children there that didn't have anyone yeah. guiding them back on task. Yeah. And so there's a couple things going on there. And that is, I, I feel for it significantly for the children, for the teachers. I also, when you talk about coping, I also feel for the parents of there is a financial hardship for many people during that time. Of yeah. Like um, everyone's jobs got shut down and um, just a, a real um, mental health impairment across you know the nation when that well happened. the the genius of shutting down the schools mm -hmm. now meant that people can't go to work because right. I I can't afford daycare mm -hmm. I have to work to make money to afford daycare right. if my job was if still my son's me. home I got to be home right yeah uh, that was another travesty to to all of society it, mm -hmm. that the whole, the whole COVID thing was horrible but that's another topic the yeah. the the downs the downfall to the educational process and the Zoom. Yes, I'm a boomer. Oh, I'm aware. Whatever. Um, and as a result, technology like that didn't exist when I was a kid. And the boomers, Gen, Gen Xs, the Gen Xers are amazing because they, they, they came up with the advent of, you know, they could do it all. Mm -hmm. But now we have people who Is have... that when the round tire came out too? Oh, yes. Yes, right around right around fire, around about the time of fire. I was just checking. Mm -hmm. Still... Um, Beating women over the head and dragging them. Into yeah, we hit, hit dinosaurs with our car all the time, um, but the problem with uh, the problem with what was happening now was we have we have such a we have such a division in the the co not only the coping abilities but the willingness to do this because I've made this claim in the past that we see now the fruits of the me generation where my little darling can be anything and then we became the helicopter prop, uh, parents and then we became the partisan, participation um, trophies and then and then now we're the we're the um, we're experimenting with our genders and our gender ideologies acceptance and acceptance and um, forced forced acceptance that's right and um, now people um, now that's that hasn't crept into our education. It's almost started there. Well, and I think that is, you know, I was going to say, um, <coughs> what is one of the questions I have here in my outline is what is the state of our educational um, system? I'll hold that thought one second. We got a coughing fit coming up here. <coughs> Goodness. Oh. I see, sitting over there pretty while I'm hacking up a lung. So, what is, this? <laughs> what is the state of our educational system? Mm. 
that and who's running the show mm. well, who's making all the moves and I and that was something else is um, in the time that I have had um, all of my children going through the educational system the public educational system which is now there is by the way I mean small segue for a second a massive um, shift in homeschooling and um, private there, schooling. Yeah. It is like, this is, I'm not sending my kids Charters, out. magnets, and homeschooling are off the charts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, understandably. Understandably. And because of what is coming That's out right. and um, what, is being, what is being educated to our children. Yeah, what's being pushed in public schools is not going to be tolerated in these private high schools. Mm -hmm. Private private schools they're um many or most are christian based not all um but they do have strong moral and ethical standards excuse mm. me kind of a tickle but the um the there is a the, you, you're going to sign documentation now that your parents are going to have you go there but you're going to sign documentation that clearly states that you're here of your own your own volition you're paying to be here and this is a contract. If you don't live up to it, you're gone. Mm -hmm. And they don't mess around. Yeah. But I will tell you, when you're in those schools, I know for a fact you get good education. It's structured. And do I think it's necessary to wear uniforms? No. But do I think it's uh, do I think it's beneficial in the social aspect of young people as they grow up to realize that you're really no more important than the guy next to you? Yes, because I'm a military guy. And uniformity is what teaches us that we're all the same, mm -hmm. and that we can all we can all rise. We're going to have weaknesses and strengths, and we can all rise or we can all fall, but we do this together. And um, I happen to ascribe to uniforms, but are they necessary? No, that's another that's another discussion. But when kids can come to school in absolutely anything, I mean, we, I sat a school board for seven years. Uh, I only left the school board after my son. My last son graduated high school, and quite frankly, the uh, message that was coming down from the higher-ups at the state level was not good. It's not productive. It's mm -hmm. not beneficial to students at all. It all has to do with the business of education. The business of education. Money. Money, yeah. <laughs> and what those little, what we have to do for our little darlings so that we can get every single dime we can from state and federal. And the message was, no child will be left behind. Remember when George Bush oh, was yeah. in office, there was no child left behind. Well, mm -hmm. at this point, it's zero children, right? It, it, the edict came down literally. Completely that doable. Every child will be advanced. Yeah, you you just read two weeks ago that Oregon, mm -hmm. no, Ohio, Oregon, Oregon. Oregon, Oregon, I think it's Oregon, no longer requires you don't need it. reading, writing, or arithmetic mm -hmm. to to graduate. Mm -hmm. Now, wrap your head around that. I can't. For, for, for the history of public education, or education for others, it's always been about reading, writing, and arithmetic. And yet those three are not even required to graduate, which quite, quite simply means your kids are only going to be used as tax benefits to the state, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you attend that school, and we don't... We don't care. It's not important how smart or dumb they are. We'll keep lowering that bar until it's buried in the ground, which they do. Well, I think there is, uh, I don't think, I know there is um, 
statistical data out there that they're literally trying to reduce intellect in individuals in making sound decisions of being leaders. They're in, how do I say this? They are investing in the youth that they want to see become their leaders and... You mean the Gretas? The Greta Thunbergs? I'm not saying exactly who. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Here's something to, here's something which I believe is factual evidence is that you and I both know um, Jordan Peterson did a study on the history of education and most of these models were all started in Prussian uh, uh, in the in the areas of Prussia. Mm -hmm. The idea behind sending kids to go to school and that they all sat in rows and that they all wore the same clothes and that they all ate meals when the bell rang and that they all had to be at a special time in a special desk and they're not building mines, they're building workers. Well, even that has gone out the window because mm -hmm. now you can be anything you want, you can show up when you want, you can cuss out the teacher and leave when you want. Now that's, I'm not even exaggerating. No, I wish you were. You can, you can literally cuss out your teacher and tell them, or tell them, um, I'm just too stressed. I'm at it, it, uh, the school I was affiliated with. You could come in and report every every class. You got a chance. You had the opportunity to report what color you were. What? Green, yellow, or red. Green, yellow, no, green, orange, or red. Green it's is like, your, like a mood. Green is you're good to go. Okay, it is a mood. Orange it's is, like mood orange is I am on the cusp and I need a little time to simmer down, which you get separate of the class. Okay. 15 whatever then you come back in how are you i guess i'm green then go if not you get you get to decompress until you can go to class now how many people do you think might take advantage of that oh well children and their adolescent mind i'm sure none of them would do that yeah because they're not looking at i don't know getting all their wants and needs made and the fact that they challenge the hierarchy of who's in charge I'm going to consistently yeah. be the person in charge. Yeah. So, no, I'm going to completely conform and yeah. do all the things. Yeah. It's yeah. unrealistic and it's interesting. Like, who's coming up with these ideas? Well. Are, are they saying psychologists? Are they saying clinicians? Are they saying that? Well, you know. That's, be honest. That's the tragic thing is it's that, that psychologists are running this ragtag circus on feelings for kids. And affirming their gender and affirming all these decisions they are going to make that could alter their lives forever, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because we have to affirm, no, no, we don't. They're children. Now, we've had this discussion. When kids get out of sixth grade, fifth, fifth or sixth grade, stop. Oh, yes. Stop right. calling them kids. Mm -hmm. When they get into high school, they are young adults, young adults. and they will be young adults times. until they will be young adults or mm -hmm. teenagers until they graduate from school. Sure. When they graduate from school, th officially they're an adult in my mind. But every time we, I go to these board meetings or hear people speak about, my kid this, my kid that, you know why your kid acts like a kid? Because that's all you call him as a kid. Now, and I agree, and I can, I, mean, I, I when I say I agree, I can understand where you're coming from there. Now, as a mother... Mm -hmm. Don't mm-hmm me that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, watch it. I always, I have, I'm a bit of a mama bear, I've told you that. Sure. And um, within that, um, I always say that they're my babies. I always have my babies. Um, but I've really um, 
taken, you know, as understanding of being that my baby boy is a young man and he's not a baby boy and he would not like it if I ever called him a baby right, boy. Right. Um, but there is this a nurturing aspect of when I think of my children. A mother thinks of, I mean, I, I, I look at all of my children and to me I can see them as infants and then to see this young man that is in front of me that is my son that is, I, I'm, I'm always stunned a little bit like how quickly that went, that happened. Sure. Right? Um, and there's a transitional piece that I work with parents on um, when you transition from your child from being from adolescence to young adult to an adult child. And that's sometimes really hard. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have any, um, I would say, um, awareness around how impairing it would be to, to give them the idea that you're still making their decisions for them and you're going to support whatever decision that they're making. Um, and that's another part of when I go back, I'm circling back to education. Well, oh, now it's when, oh, go ahead and call my mom. Go ahead and call my dad. Oh. Go and call him. And then the educator, the teacher, the whomever is the one that is in trouble for, well, what did you do or what did you say to them? Versus, yeah. oh my goodness, it's it was it's not just like Sunday church lesson like that pops in my mind. It was, you know, growing up, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, thank you, sure. please, may I, may I be excused from the table? Like all these mannerisms yeah. that are apparently not existent. Yeah, well, <laughs> so you're saying there's an extension of that helicopter parent where they have my back no matter what, right? Right. Because I'm their little darling. Mm -hmm. But the, the premise I try to promote in that, but if nothing more between the mother and the father, is the absence of the father. Mm. And we know through broken families that mothers raise babies into boys. But fathers raise boys into men. Mm -hmm. And in the absence Should. of good men, you see the absence of good young men, mm -hmm. right? Um, I won't tell you the story of my young men because it's biased. But I will tell you, of all of the people that my sons graduated with, they stuck out mm -hmm. because they didn't have young men. Mm -hmm. They all came from broken families they all came from single parents they all came from and um, which is unfortunate it is unfortunate yeah, it's unfortunate it is unfortunate but you'd think that you'd think that at least the message for manners respect would be continued at least in the school my my sons were not allowed i hear all the time um these young people calling their teachers by their first name mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. would not fly mm -hmm. it is mr Mm -hmm. This it is, Mister, Mrs. Mm -hmm. That. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've had young men, young people who went to school with my sons come up and go, call me by my first name, and I go, you can call me Mister Caldwell, you can call me Doctor Caldwell, you can call me Caldwell, but don't call me by my first name. I feel so honored. But my whole point is, um, I was raised that that's absolutely that, that's nothing more than respect. That's right. Not, it is. It and, is. And in the military tradition. My father had taught me, if you were one minute older than me, you're going to earn my respect, if I don't know you, if, you, mm -hmm. if I think you're one minute older than me. Other than that, we're either equals or um, it's going to be Mr. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And in the um, in light of knowing the truth, it'll always be Mr. anyway. My father, to me, is still Mr. Caldwell or, or Command Sergeant Major Caldwell, whatever, it, whatever I wanted to. 
it's still it's just ingrained in me. But um, we don't have that today. What we have now is what we have now is status. Right? Everybody needs to have some kind of status. Yeah. The ever so being liked and all that, um, which is another, I don't want to rabbit hole down that, but I want to go to a question to you that mm-hmm. I would like to discuss mm-hmm. around your thoughts of, do you believe that educators have a responsibility in raising our children? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yes. yes. You do? I do. Well... I think anybody who's in the orbit of young people has a responsibility to be a con- contributor to that young person. That's how life should exist. Okay. Right? right yeah. Um, now, there will be people who just claim, um, when my little darling is being a bit of a Dickens, um, that teacher's not going to tell me what to do. Right? Mm-hmm. My, t- my son is... My son or daughter is special. My son or daughter doesn't need this. My son or daughter, my f you whatever. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what the excuses would be, but yeah, almost any. I I come from a generation where almost anybody who's older than you who orbits in your world has the ability to have some influence in that. And I I have been popped in the back of the head by people I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hey kid, knock it off. I mean, I'm acting up or I'm being mm-hmm. I'm being a sure. fool. And my dad will look you straight in the eye and he goes, if you ever see that kid act up, you can smack him around. We don't come from a, we still come from loving parents. Oh, absolutely. This isn't from a world yes. of, you know, when we describe this to young people, it's like, oh, the people used to beat you. No, they Actually didn't. Actually not. I told you my my story to that is that <laughs> I always got uh, intimidated by my mom's like, do you want me to, you need to go get a switch. And I'm like, so I have to get the object oh, yeah. that's going to switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was just so much of the idea. The what destroyed me the most, yeah. and I told you this, is that it, whenever she would have a conversation with me, and she's like, you know, that really disappointed me mm. that you would. I'm like, just get the switch. And yeah, yeah. Because I'd rather have that. Um, yeah. Because of the respect I had for yeah. her. I did not want that. And that's yet another thing that um, if a child, in that, that, that just segues into something else there, when we talk about what educators up against, when a child doesn't respect their parents and is sitting in a parent-teacher conference, you know, saying um, their mom's right there and they're like, I don't even have to listen to this stupid bitch and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And so the, that's giving a teacher right there, well, if you don't even have... That's mild. I, I know. I was trying to be... I know. Uh, PG-13. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, And... That gives well. What what are what's my chance of getting this child motivated to be even zero st- structured or listening to any yeah, of the zero. lesson plan when zero. and and I fail because the the teachers say you know there's defeat in that parent's face like I don't know what to do, but I think this again I don't I don't want to get off track too much but I think this has come from what is structured discipline and then what was physical and mental and emotional yeah. abuse and those are two different oh things. yeah no no question no yeah. the one thing I. One thing about school is the structure of sports, mm-hmm. and I'd seen, I'd see, I see, I see brilliance in kids all the time. Um, for instance, um, uh, I was not, I was not a good student. I was a D student. I never failed a test, but despite all of my shortcomings, I paid attention. I got, 
I got failing. Now my dad didn't shrug his, you know, didn't shrug his shoulders and go, "Well, he's he's a just a dull pencil in my kit," you know. He never did that. That's my, nice. My dad, my dad knew that I had other skills. Right. Good. And those are the things that they fostered. So that's that's the mechanical side. That's that that's how it used to be. You know, when you were, if you were twelve or thirteen, you'd work on the farm. Mm-hmm. You'd learn all these mechanical Absolutely. things. Absolutely. And you'd go to school if you could. Mm-hmm. At the age of eighteen, you're just timed out. Now we have kids who have no talent and no skills. Right. So Fair. they Fair. what's lacking in that? What's lacking in that is their opportunity to play sports. Then and they may they may tie themselves to this balloon that thinks I'm gonna sports are gonna carry me through the thing. That's where a coaches. Coaches, especially male coaches, have the opportunity to turn these young men around. Mm-hmm. And some do, some don't. Mm-hmm. But if you think that you're going to, if you think that everybody's going to be the star athlete, they're not. You need to tell them that. Mm-hmm. And losing is far more educational than winning. Mm-hmm. And every time you have people quit the team because we're a losing team, we don't want you. That should be the message. We don't want you. We want people who, I'm a part of something bigger than me. Mm-hmm. That's where. That's where I want to segue into going into the military. Um, all of my fa- all all my male members in the f- my family have been military or a long history of it. Um, there nobody pushed for that. Mm-hmm. Nobody said you would. Right. But there's the, no requirement. The interesting thing is, is that there's a pa- there's a patriotic side of of that um, desire to go in the military because I'm going to get a chance to protect something. It's mine. I was given, I was born in this country, and I take stock in the fact that when I pledge allegiance, which people don't even know what that is anymore, or recite the Constitution, or anything that has a governmental, that, that stuff wasn't given to me. Somebody fought for that. Hmm. And, and I get to do that too. And of the 1% of all the Americans that live, those people who join the military, they grow up. They get to see the world. They get to see, they get to be a bigger part of something other than them, a team, a real team. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You don't get to quit. You get, they're going to keep you on there. They're going to teach you a job. They're, you're going to grow up and become a man. I think that's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Opposite side of that is I don't care how smart you are. Not all kids need to go to college. Mm. They just don't. Yeah. I'm not opposing that. No, my dad would tell you, and this would be kind of harsh in today's day and age, but the world needs ditch diggers. And I'm telling you... Why is that harsh? I think that that it is so... Um, <coughs> it's so unnecessary that um, that be the feedback that the doc- doctors, lawyers, higher level um, educated individuals, I should put it that way, the we need electricians we need plumbers we yeah. need you know we, we need the construction yeah. work i mean that your um your uh your importance is not or I, we've even said this about ourselves like all the names and the or the letters behind your name right that doesn't give me my value of who right I am. right 
Yeah. Um, you know, my actions, my character, my personality, the right. way I engage, the way I treat people, that is going to give you an indication absolutely. of who I am. Yeah, absolutely. And, but I don't, I think that it's like, well, if I can, and this comes from some parents, well, if I can say my child's, that they're going to law school, which is great for, for individuals. We need lawyers, right? Good for you. Um, but also, yeah, they're, you know, they're in um, a Votech school doing um, how electrician. How to be a welder. Or, yeah, how, how to be a, a welder. welder. And there's same level of pride. You know, I well, my 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 point my point to all of that is, you know, to coin a very popular thing right now is this elitist view that what I do is better than you. Mm. I'm telling you, I know the the strongest, smartest, most brilliant guys, people you want to, if hell if hell ever came to earth, you'd want to have them by the sides. They wore coveralls. Mm -hmm. They could draw a picture in the dirt, and build this amazingly accurate thing out of things that they make with their hands versus these guys who sit at computers and do CAD drawings and all that. But here's my question. What happens when the power goes out? Mm. And the, and this is, this is this thing where they look down on your trade versus this trade versus this trade. This whole, this whole status thing that they do. My sons were always taught, learn how to fix things. I don't care what it is. I don't care how you do it. But as long as they keep making things, and we forget how to fix things, and they become so complicated, you need to learn how to fix things. You will never be without work. You will never be in a position where somebody doesn't need you. People need absolutely air conditioning. They need, they do. They need everything. They need plumbing. They need. Are those dirty jobs? You bet they are, and they pay great. What, what, oh, what was it that reel I sent you? That a gentleman in a, a drain a sewer. Yeah, covered in, in cockroaches. Yeah. Sucking out of sewage. Yeah, I was like, oh, God. Where are the women? I'm not there. Where are the women? Well, that's, that's my point, right? No, thank you. <coughs> um, and, and that, I will, I, will, I will be the first that that is exactly a man's and that, job. That's, that's where we spin off from, that's where we spin off from, the, <laughs> that's where we spin off from right. the educational thing into this sexism thing, that girls have to do this and boys have to do this, this egalitarian thing mm -hmm. that they've seen in the, they've seen in the um, Icelandic countries that, that doesn't work. Mm. You can say, I want them to be they're 50% engineers and 50% nurses and 50%. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. People do what they want to do, what they're called to. Men are, men are more drawn towards thing, um, space and structure and things. And women are more drawn towards social, social events, social, social whatever. But people, that's why there are more women in teaching and more women in nursing and more women in... Uh, women in social uh, social um, skills like social um, social work. Yep. Um, Nurturers. But to get back to to get back to the educational thing, I just don't think everybody needs to go to college. Now, where do we stop? I mean, how do we how do you put the brakes on this? I don't know if it's about putting the brakes on that. It as much as it is, um, it's an awareness and and a conversation. Um, I've shared this with all my, with both of my older children, not my youngest right now, but she's heard the same thing. And that is, um, I don't care what you do. Just do something you enjoy. Um, you need to have the ability to um, make a living. Do something you love. And mm. I, it's really interesting, this, and I've shared this with you before too, and that is the idea that when uh, individuals come out of high school that they're downloaded with all this information of like what they're going to do with the rest of their life at 18. And that's ridiculous because that does not happen. 
um, unless it's been... It doesn't happen in college either. Right, no, it doesn't. And Well, do we want to talk about how many people that have college degrees that don't use them? Absolutely. I mean, they're it's so... It's huge. It's massive. It's huge. It's massive. Yeah. And I, I... I think, I think I've stated this before you, I think it was almost 7 out of 10 for people who came out of chiropractic colleges, and I don't remember the year, that they don't, they're not practicing. The 7, 70% of the mm-hmm. people who graduated... They're not in the field that they just spent a hundred thousand dollars in. I know, right? That's that's insanity. So, but I want to go back to mm-hmm. something that you sh- you shared when you when people kind of went around the room to say like, what made you decide to become a chiropractor? Mm-hmm. And you said, well, my dad was one, not you, that a peer would say yeah. that it was my grandpa was a chiropractor. Right. So finding self passion in something yeah. you're doing. I've told my oldest son this. Um, that my journey has always continued to be evolving. When I first went in, I have like 12 hours of credits because I told you I went in. Everyone's like, well, you have to go to school and you have to do something. And I'm like, okay, so I'll go to school and do something. Yeah. I'll be an educator. Funny enough, we're talking about educa- education. Yeah. And I got in and I did an intro to a teaching course and I'd had to do some observation in a classroom. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is I was like, mess. this is not for me. Yeah. This is not my forte. So I was like, um, I immediately was like, after having that class, it, what it taught me, thankfully, that I didn't get too far down the line. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not for me. Hey, I, my doctorate degree allows me to be, do substitute teaching and teaching. It, it doesn't, that's just certificate that's kind of, kind of carte blanche to do wherever you go. Well, I went back to um, Manitou, where I graduated high school, and I did substitute teaching. Sucked. <laughs> Sucked. Now, I like the little guys. I think the little yeah. guys are the ones that are most impressionable, and there's still a chance to save them. Mm-hmm. But, man, the, mon- the, the high schoolers were just monsters. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, there was no, there was no, you had no legacy there. You had no clout. They don't care who you are. They don't. And you're a substitute teacher, you're at the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how I got to where I found my way mm-hmm. was jobs. Um, I was um, kind of, I was in the middle of finishing up the semester because I was already doing what I was going to, what I was in the courses of. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And it was kind of like, well, what are you going to do? And then it's like, well, what are you going to do? You got to do something. And I, um, this was before my mother passed away. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember telling her, I'm like, I don't want to be a teacher. She's like, well, then I'll be a teacher. What do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, well, you have all, all the time to figure it out. And I ended up working, um, going to work at an administrative assistant at a social service agency. Yeah. And that's, I mean, my brain exploded. It yeah. was like, this is my, this is my jam. This yeah, is yeah. My, these are my people. Yeah, yeah. And so then I did that. I changed over to psychology mm-hmm. and went into people's homes and worked in the juvenile field for a variety of different I mean so when I I'm saying all this to, to share that the evolving of my, myself and my education um if I just went with the feedback of what I was supposed to do um I, w- I may have gotten an education that I would have never wanted to Absolutely, use yeah. been stuck in and what was great is once I completed my undergrad, I had that under me, so then I could go right into grad school, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and and then continue to move forward. That's a benefit. Um, a lot of people get out of school; they start getting into the degrees, and sometimes they have degrees that are kind of, and I don't mean are very. Um, I don't want to call them useless because that's not very kind, but they're not very. Um, 
well known or what is what is some of, I'm trying to think of some of the degrees gender studies oh yeah well you mean general studies gender gender yeah there's actual gender studies I thought there was general studies well <laughs> there's both there is there's both but, but you're, you're yeah, but, not wrong but it's kind of hard to market that that education to some yeah. avenues right and so I know several people that I know that work at great jobs or nine to five jobs not anything to do with their education. Absolutely. But you, you know how many females I, I I I can't tell you how many females I know of college years that wanted to be marine biologists. I want to be a marine biologist. I don't this In Kansas? Role, this role Yeah. <laughs> so when you get out and you have this degree in marine biology, what are you gonna do? Oh, I manage a sandwich shop over here. Okay. Great. But but my point okay, here's here's the thing though. So education in itself I have a lot of education. In the education, it's never been a waste to me. But what I want people to understand about, especially higher education, you should learn along the way how to learn. So after I got, you know, after I had a couple of bachelor's degrees and I was going to go on and finish my doctorate degree, Easy which I did. pants. Hey, um, I looked into getting a master's degree and I started looking at the coursework and the coursework's idiotic it was at some point you should be able to go look haven't you learned how to learn yet pick up your phone i can ask this thing anything haven't you learned how to learn have do you the my the sad fact is that people don't know how to use the they don't even know what a De, dewey decimal system is i was gonna say I, but that I, was my time i listen there, my time girl. yeah why don't you just pipe down but, i could go into a library and get a library book well okay so good for you anyway um people have no idea what it's like to do real research go in and look for real things and try to find real articles and that's not that takes time well now that stuff's at your fingertips and get the the thingy that did the thingy and you can do the thing you have search engines hey find me all the paperwork and now we have ai i was gonna say ai is a whole other that's which we're gonna talk about about. yeah that's gonna be another upcoming episode but which is its own monster but, by itself. But, but the point I wanted to make is that at no point in my life was education a waste. Now, do oh, I, absolutely not. Do I use all of this stuff? No. But it, it is enlightening, mm-hmm. and, it, and that stuff will stay with you if you continue to exercise those memories and learn how to learn how to learn and learn how to foster and pull from those things you drew from. But I would, you know, there are people, I didn't even start med school until I was 33. That's my point with anyone is I don't care how old you are. You... I graduated with a woman who was 70. That's amazing. She was 70. when. Mm-hmm. Good for her. And yeah, I, you know, when it, yeah, there's a lot of times where um, I've talked to people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. I haven't figured out what I do, what I do when I grow 90s. up. Yeah, when yeah, I grow up. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, my point, the message I give my sons, and this ha- this is surrounded by the education that they have, is you want to be an astronaut? Good. You want to be a surgeon? Good. You want to be... A famous painter? Great. Do all of those things. Be a famous artistic surgeon astronaut. I don't care. Oh, who's nice. gonna who's gonna care? It's just another talent that you carried on and you can learn how to do that or you can do it on your own. It doesn't really matter. Well, and I think that one of the things that I, I appreciate everything you're saying there, but there is a substantial concern of the racket around the financial cost yes. of this education. Oh yeah. It is a racket. Yeah, it is. And it's ridiculous it is. really. 
And so that really impairs people to to further their education it is. Um, because of that. Yeah. So on both sides of saying you don't have to go and do this, we should also have the ability to have individuals go and learn. And, yeah. Um, Here's an example. My son has gone all the way through and will now be entering into his master's program and he only racked up $3,000. That's amazing. How? He he worked before. Mm-hmm. He paid for everything in cash. He worked during. And he made good money following the skills he had learned before. He carried that over and he did that part-time. Which, is it okay to say that your son is an educator? Yeah, he yeah, became an that's, educator. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, he's now, that's phenomenal. He's now actually an educator. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that he portrays these stories back to me about, man, this is hard. Yeah. And what's so hard about it, son? I won't say. Okay. I'll just say, these kids are really, really, really unskilled. Yeah, sure. They have, they have been pushed through this thing. The system. They have been squeezed out of this thing, and they're now paying to be in this education and they are not ready. They they can't do it. And my son, my son has taken it upon himself to tell. And my son Maxwell will tell you, he's very proud about the fact that he has the opportunity to perhaps affect these young people and change their lives. Good for make, him. Make Absolutely. that turn. Good for you. Mm-hmm. That that that's a real educator. That's a re- yeah. I'm I'm very proud of him. You should be. And the, for the one thing I think is most notable about my son Maxwell, is that before he, before he even graduated his um, bachelor's in a part-time job, he made $97,000 a year busting his ass working in a tire shop. I wonder where he got that work ethic from. Hmm. But the whole point is now he's making this, he's making the pay of a teacher and he feels it. Believe me, he feels it. It's about a third, right? Yeah. But, you know, I love when I hear that you talk about his driven component of the compassion that is within his character of saying, so the amount may be low, but the impact is very high. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what we need. That's what we should all be striving for. Yeah. We we went back to, we mentioned once before that college doesn't uh, prepare you for the real world. Oh, no. When you were in school they you're going to go out there and you're going to be great this and great that but you know what and they push you out that door anybody tell you how to lease a space anybody how to tell you how to negotiate a contract for a lease anybody tell you how to this is how i put an advertising campaign together this is how i how to do a podcast no one you gotta do this all comes out of our pockets right right yeah this is mm-hmm. hard it's very, very hard i remember when i was in chiropractic college towards the end of my in, in my clinicals I would listen to these these doctors come in and they would just rave about seeing 500 patients a, a day. Do the math. It's impossible. There's no way you're at. There's no way you're giving anybody good care in seconds because that's all you have to spend on somebody is seconds. That's, that's a travesty. But you know what? Nobody taught, nobody prepares you for this is how you locate us. This is how you locate um, a good place to practice. Right. This is how you research, you know, what kind of uh, disposable incomes you're living in. This is how you research, you know, how you're going to set your fees or structure your fees. This is how you set up your... Nobody teaches you that. Mm-hmm. you got to go and do it. Yeah. 
and then I don't know, just copy what another guy does, or uh, solicit the the um, help of a of professional who will come in and go, well, I've set up lots of things and I'll show you how to do this one. Okay, great, but you pay for that. Right. And it ain't yours. The idea ain't yours. You're you're learning how to do it by somebody else's thing. You should. It should be as organic as you know how to do this already. Mm-hmm. And um, I had already owned businesses, so I already knew the gist of all that stuff. So, but back to education is that education doesn't have to happen in a classroom. It happens all around us. I was going to say it should happen every single day. Yeah. And unfortunately, the poor side of education is, mm-hmm. uh, and this is what. Um, you receive from the social media aspects of belief systems. And um, there is this idea that when I see an action and a behavior, especially in adolescence, oh, well, this seems acceptable here. This seems like this is okay. So I'm going to try that, right? I'm going to go and I'm going to act this way or I'm going to be oh, responsive. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, again, I've had that very same thing in my own home with my, my youngest where she has come home with some <coughs> – Excuse me. Unique behaviors, and I'm like, "Hey, what is going on, sis? Yeah. Like, what? Where'd what? You get that? Yeah." And then there's a little bit of an attitude, and I'm like, "Oh no, oh no, 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 no. See, I do not have it." Yeah. <laughs> and once I reacclimate her to her environment, yeah, and help her understand, you are home, and whatever you learned was not acceptable. Yeah. It's. It's a little bit of a, a disconnect there because, of course, there's, you know, the initial defiance and hurt feelings. And then I'm like, let's have a conversation about this. Like, what? Mm. Like, what? Does that feel good to act that way? And she's like, well, no, but I saw so-and-so do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. but they may do that. You don't. Yeah. Right. And, um, but again, I'm I'm a very I'm obvious occupational hazard as a therapist, but um, interactive parent. When I see something, I say something to my kids. Um, I have lots of great conversations, um, with them and I hear them out. I think that's important, Yeah. but I also give them structured feedback that may not feel so warm and fuzzy. I think that's missing too. Yeah. Because when they go to an environment, some of the kids that are going into the schools and you know, there is, I'm, I'm thinking, we had a nine or 10 different teachers at one time uh, for one of my, in I think his senior year for my son or something like that. And just imagine, you know, that um, any adolescent brain, and it, it's maturing, but it's still an adolescent brain, having to deal with nine different personalities, different teaching styles, um, uh, different ways of communication. So it was hard with to have that, you know, it's really great because in this one class, he's really cool, but this class is kind of a dirt. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, I also, on the other side, to be fair, on the other side of the coin, when you have now 25, 30 students in your class and you have all these different personalities, I don't even know how you would even attempt to manage that. That is just beyond me. But um, my point in all well, that... Well, that's the call for discipline, right? That's ex- You literally took the words out of my How can I... How can a teacher possibly do that if the children, children, children don't, aren't disciplined? Mm-hmm. They, they don't have it at home, they won't have it here. And mm-hmm. I'm, if, the, if the children, excuse me, if the um, parents allow it, it's carried over in the school. Now it's even free reign because they're not around. I can do what I want. Right? 
It's sad. It's pretty tough. It is sad. It's a pretty tough situation. So, I know we've kind of rambled on here. We have, but... What's the point of this this discussion? What have we learned here? Well, what I hope people understand is when we talk about education, everybody has just, you know, has their own take in education. I know brilliant people who didn't graduate school. I know brilliant people who went on to do brilliant things and they've they, they spent they, they bailed out of school in the seventh grade right um, but they had something to fall back on now we have when now we have these people who are attaining letter degrees they actually have the pretty plaques with the degrees and they couldn't find their butt with both hands and that's a tough thing to know that we've put out We've done them this 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 disservice that they've been told they have to go to college, they have to do this, and they have to, and they really have never been able to even foster the idea of what they're really good at. Right. Nobody's even asked them what they're, and and the, with the advent of video games, pornography, all, all of these things that pollute that pollute our what we call free time. Well, that used to be taken up with work and earning money. Well, now they don't work or earn money. And these are the kids, you know, there used to be a used to be a thing, a term called boomerangs, where your grown children go and try life, don't do so well, and then they're back in your basement for when the in their mid thirties, early forties, and then they find their way and they move back out. That's a boomerang. Now we have people that with total failure to launch. They never leave the basement. Correct. Mm-hmm. They went to school from the basement. Um, they return to the basement, and they'll live in the basement forever if you let them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's tragic. No, it is tragic. It's tragic. So, my, what do you do about it? Well, get involved, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, excuse me. For the little people, you need to get involved with your with your school board. You have to find out what they do and what their what their policies are. Excuse me. <coughs> But the the tragic part is that you need to have a mother and a father. You gotta have a father figure. <clears throat> you gotta have somebody out there to balance out the <clears throat> social aspects that that need to be um, part of society. The, the toughness to survive, <clears throat> and then. Sorry. I am so sorry. You're sorry. Ill. But you're doing great, by the way. I know, but from a, from a male's point of view, there's just a difference. Yeah. And there's a discipline that can come about when young people get to mirror what ma- what males, full-grown adults do. Yeah. Well, and, it's as missed. A, it's missed. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and, um, well, there is... Yeah, and not to venture down to another, um, you know, spiral off track. But when you talk about that, I I think of when I see, um, you don't have to, you know, the the roles of, um, what used to be, identifying, um, a boy's role and a girl's role. Like, well, but you don't you don't have to do those roles. You can do whatever, which is true. We don't have to be strong and, and lift this up and take care of this and do this because e- you're loved either way, 
Well, that's true. Um, but there is a, a self-identity, mm. a self-worth piece to understanding I'm building I'm building a character here, a, I, po- a positive. I smell a Jordan Peterson thing coming on here. Well, you know I love Jordan Peterson. Yeah, as do I. Um, and, but it's, oh no, it, you know, you can, again, back to saying, oh, well, I don't want you to um, feel like you have to be anything. Yeah. But we... We literally have to educate our children on what is character, positive characteristics and behaviors and values and morals and belief systems. I mean, all these things. When it's like, well, we'll just let them believe whatever. A child literally doesn't know. You want them to believe whatever. They're going to believe whatever they, they see on social media, whatever they hear from their friend down yeah. the street or, you know, the person at quick trip that they overheard saying something. I mean, yeah. they literally aren't, I, they are complete sponges. It's, yeah. it's what they are. And you're just like, well, it's whatever you think it is. It's like, no, it's, it's not whatever you think yeah. it is. Well, now you're getting into what, what truth, right? What their, my truth, their truth, it, it some will, truth. It's most like, um, when it's, um, it's something, when I say it's no, it's not that I'm, I'm saying something like when I was looking at it a, a picture of something and I'm like well that is clearly a panda bear and my daughter was being goofy and she's like no that is a brown bear and I'm like no that is clearly a panda bear and let me and so then I was like specifically identifying what but it's and I'm it's silly stuff like that but it's actually not silly because in the big grand scheme of things it's actually gotten way out of control yeah but again I don't want to venture off to that that will be another time well we can go I thought that. you were going to go down the route of the uh, you know somebody is struggling and they're down in the dumps, and then here comes a, here comes an adult, a parent maybe, and they put their arm around her. That's all. That's okay, honey. People will love you the way you are. Mm-hmm. That's a bad message, mm-hmm. right? It's okay to tell people. Do you love you the way you are? Do you? That's the question <laughs> you need to ask. If, <laughs> if you're so unhappy, why are you so unhappy? That's right. the question to ask. And if you don't like who you are, change it. Mm-hmm. Now that's gotten twisted. That's gotten really twisted. Okay, I will change it. Well, you can't go jumping out of one body into the next. Mm-hmm. Take what you have, do the best you can. But nobody's putting a, nobody's putting constraints on you what you want to do in your career. Nobody's nobody. You can do you can do anything you want to do, but it takes hard work, and so nobody's going to give it to you. Nobody falls to the top of the mountain. Oh, and there you go with that whole hard work again. I know. How dare Stupid you. hard work. I can't believe you. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you got to work at it. Nothing comes easy. Are you saying that I'm going to have to suffer? You're going to have to suffer. Everybody. Life is suffering, right? Is that the Buddhist? It is, though. Okay. I don't want to get on it's based because I'm it, trying but, to come to a close. Well, but I could go on and on. But, but, but the, the takeaway I want people to do is like, you can get involved with your, you can get involved with your local, um, state, and federal mm-hmm. educational practices, their policies, find out what's going on, attend meetings, go to your... Go to your um, city councils, see what's going on, find out what's going on in your educational society and or systems, and be a part of it. Have a voice. Make mm-hmm. sure you voice it too. At the very least, if enough people will voice this thing, remember that your school boards are run by the public. The school board is an elected service provided by the public. People are going to like to hear this. They do not work <laughs> for the school. Right. They work for us. Mm-hmm. You go to the school board and you go, and if there's enough people, you'll direct them. You'll go to the president and you'll go, we are directing you to this. 
Mm -hmm. And you're laying that on the president's head. That's not a suggestion. We're telling you. Mm -hmm. You have we have this many signatures. You do this. That that's laid squarely. Now, if a decision is made off of that thing, that president needs to be gone. Mm. Your okay. your public runs your school boards. That's that's where I'm going to get off my soapbox. All right, you may step down for a Thank moment. Thank you very much. Um, you guys take care of yourselves. That's right. Take care of the ones that look after you too. I mean. Absolutely. Um, I think we do, you know, we talk about this uh, rigid exterior that we have to have and structure and discipline, and yeah. we do need to have those things. Yeah. But within all of that, the compassionate understanding of self, and I will kind of segue into my closing point would be, if you don't like where you're at or what you hear or something you have all the opportunity in the world to do something about it. It will not be easy. That's right. It will probably be pretty painful. But I think it would probably be pretty worth it. But did you die? Did you die? No. Everybody everybody struggles. But you know what? Find something and realistically go for it and you'll make it. It happens in everything. Education's no different. Yeah, you don't you find you don't find something in one way, find it in another. Look, I never thought I'd be a doctor. My friends thought I'd be a doctor. I never knew it. Why would I think I'd be a doctor? It's funny when you say that because I had no idea. Oh, well, that's not true. When I was like six, I thought I was going to be a nurse. Ah. And then I saw blood, and I was like, absolutely ah. not. Ew. Isn't that red stuff supposed oh. to be inside? Yeah, that's There's not. There's something the matter with you. Ah. <laughs> it was not. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, thank you. Um, and I'm not a fan of needles. Um not at all. Two things that you're going to deal with. Yeah. yeah Sorry. It's fine. I've dealt with them several times in my life. I just now don't have to deal, deal with them professionally. Now that you're a mom, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's very true. Well, thanks, Liz. Good conversation. Well, please go to our website. And Absolutely. Feedback is always uh, something that we enjoy. Like, comment. Definitely comment. Okay. Share. Mm-hmm. Look for our um, discussions that come up on our on our uh, mind melt on our forums. Mind melt, yeah. yeah, can join join us there because this is probably a discussion we will have there at, at some point. Yeah, and no, no question. Yeah, it, this this is an ongoing thing. And what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 need to turn this thing around. It's bad. So many things need to be turned around. Yeah. Well, thank you if you did listen in or view us. Yep. Whichever. Thank you. Appreciate we it. Appreciate it. And yes. Have them take care of them. That's insane. That's right. I, like I always say, you guys take care of yourselves. Right? And be kind to yourself. And be kind to yourself. Thanks, Liz. Bye-bye.